just I just go straight off the back. I don't delete yeah, nothing. Nothing. I just whatever comes out, whatever comes out. We can live tweet it as well. <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Ocean Glapion, and this is another exciting episode of Funny Stories with Ocean Glapion. Listen, I, I am excited today because I have my partner in crime, my guy, my ace boom coom, white Jesus himself, the most amazing, talented, handsome motherfucker you'll ever see in your life. I like this. Created uh, I like this. I'm gonna upload the North this. Inglewood General with me. Uh... It's great times, man. Give it up for yeah. Adam, y'all. Make some noise. Woo! That was good, man. man. How you doing? I'm going to bring you out on dates with me and tell <laughs> right. you introduce me to women. <laughs> hey, before I say anything, talk to him real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Coming to you to get your number and take your pussy. Next, in, <laughs> next up to your ass, we have live. Live coming straight for your ass. ass. <laughs> White Jesus himself. Oh, I love that. I love What's that. good, man? How you been? I've been really good, man. Good. Yeah, yeah. dude. Living, yeah. living a, uh, living a healthier lifestyle. Living a healthier lifestyle. I, I'm on work release right. from rehab right now. <laughs> it's you? not even a fucking joke. That's a real deal. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Hey, listen. I, had least... to, I literally to be here today. The no shit. I had to piss in a cup and sign a waiver. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to piss in a cup. Yeah. Sign, sign a, a waiver. waver. And then they let you out. Yeah, I got people swirling my piss around in a cup like it's a 96 Bordeaux or something looking at it for trails. Like, what year is this? I'm like, it pairs nicely with a 7-Eleven hot dog in case you're wondering. Oh, that's <laughs> Do they watch you piss? Like, do well, they? I mean, kind of. I mean, you got to keep the door open, but I got such a good, <clears throat> I got such a good rapport there now. You got yeah. to keep the door open. Yeah, I mean, other, otherwise, you know, who knows? <laughs> you can buy anything on the dark web. It could be koala piss for all they know. Right, right. So what happens if you, like, they catch you doing anything? They just kick you out of the program? Yeah, well, I mean, you just can't stay there anymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't walk in. I can't be blowing lines in my room just fucking... <laughs> Just like, hey man, this is a really lax rehab. <laughs> so, what is rehab like though? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Is like a, just a, a better like. Well, compared to compared to the fir- dude, the first time I went into rehab, I went into a hardcore place in North Hollywood in 2013. Uh-huh. A place called Cry Help. Oh, that sounds. That, that was the name of it. Cry help. And, I, like and I had never been in a. I'd never been in rehab before. So <clears throat> in detox, all you do in detox is uh, detox is before you go to residentials to get you off whatever you're on. Mm-hmm. And uh, in detox, all you do is like eat pudding cups and watch movies. And I was like doing that, like calling my mom, like this is miserable. I can't believe you have me here. <laughs> then they switched me over to res. And you can sleep all day. You can do anything in detox. You're detoxing. Then I got over to residential. They woke my ass up at 5 a.m., handed me a mop, and said, clean some shit if you want to eat today. Really? Oh, yeah. And I was like, don't you know who I think I am? I was out of there. But I, I, I stuck around. and I stuck around. You want to know what's funny? Actually, what kept me, kept me, gave me a little light at the end of the tunnel, and it was before I had ever done stand-up. Uh, the when people graduate on Thursday nights, they have the graduation ceremony. Uh-huh. They do. They did roasts. 
So I checked in on a Thursday, and that night I was so miserable. And that night they did a roast of the people leaving, and that kept me in for one week. I'm like, oh, I want to stay here, here just to one roast week, people. just so I could roast people. <laughs> and there was this one kid who was like. There was this one kid who was so OCD. When we would mop, he would just like take the mop away from me and clean, take 45 minutes to clean one tile. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> so I got up and roast, and he was super jacked. I'm like, I didn't know you could go to rehab for sheep embryos. <laughs> and then I was like, bro, I'm like, you're so OCD. It must take you an hour to clean your load off a chick's stomach when you're done. <laughs> I had the place gassing. You had a gassing. That was this one guy had a huge underbite. I said, he's not in here for AA. He's in here for UA, Underbiters Anonymous. Oh, <laughs> fucker looked like a gorilla. You were just killing him. Killing him. It they was, didn't even know what hit him. They didn't even know. And I never didn't see that, but it was just like, I just kept me around for a week and then I stayed. But now, though, no, this time is, um, this time it's like sober living. So that, what that means is like, you know, I have a bunch of scheduled rehab activities, which is just like, you know, coloring. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> like a bunch the- of like 12 monkey shit just sitting there. Just, <laughs> nah, you know, you do a lot of fucking therapy and a lot of meetings and shit like that. But it's a beautiful spot. I can come and go <clears throat> kind of as I please. That kinda, I just get drug tested and they just they just swirl your pee around every time. Yeah, you yeah. Leave. Every time I leave. So it's, you know, so that way it's like it's kind of an honor system. It's if I come back and I'm fucked up, then I can't stay there anymore. Right. They, they, don't, they don't give you no chances. No, if you if you relapse, I mean, actually, if you relapse, they'll send you away and then bring you back in, but uh, later, but like they'll get you out of the house, and I'm in there voluntarily, so it's like I want to fucking, you know, it's uh, I want to, you know, I want to be there, <laughs> right, right, and there's right. and there's a trust me, bro, there's worth. I feel kind of bad. The place is so nice, like a twenty million dollar mansion. I got like it's like a resort, and I'm like, how did I fail here? Right. <laughs> How did I fail my way here? They're like, would you like eucalyptus oil or some raspberry cream cheese on this $300 bagel? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm ready to post like, hey, kids, do drugs. It does work out. It does work (laughs) out. That's hilarious. No, but but how did I fail here? here. That's because you live in Malibu. If you was to live in South Central, well, no, but I'll say this, man. Uh, There's a a lot. There's people there from weird parts of Virginia that have super small towns. I mean, that's the cool thing about um, the recovery community is it doesn't necessarily matter where you are in the totem pole. If Mm -hmm. you want, if you want help, people. That's what the whole thing's about. They get you help. No one's gonna judge you. No one's gonna ask, give a shit about what you did. They just care about what you want to do. And it doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars or if you won't have fucking five dollars to your name. Though, because some of the people there just have like the worst type of insurance, but there is an opening and they got them in there. They got them in there, man. It's a be- it's a beautiful thing, man. It's people helping people. It's powerful That's stuff. stuff. Powerful That's stuff. Now you started in music first before you ever did stand up and well, yeah. Now you are. You, I mean. How did you get into music? What, what did you? What was your background in that? Uh, Animal from the Muppets. Animal I was like, the- all you're telling me, all I have to do is break shit, and I can get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just break shit, shit, get pussy. I need to get into rock and roll. If that's what it is, just get into rock and roll. No, yeah. yeah. So that's um, <laughs> how you got into it. You just was like, fuck it. Just. Yeah. No. So that got me into playing drums, and I just, you know, music is. Uh, <clears throat> 
Music kind of like comedy, but music is the one art form. You know, movies distract us from our life. They tell right. a cool story. TV distracts us from our life. Video games distract us from our life. Music plugs you in. Right. Music plugs you in yourself, what you want to do, your goals, your heartbreaks, anything. It puts you, presently sinks you in the moment. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> growing up in my life, my best friend was music. So I just was like, you know, amped on playing it and, you know, from just locking myself in my room. That's why I'm pale, man. I'm in Malibu, bro. I'm fucking pale as shit, dude. If I go to the beach, I can knock satellites out of the sky by the reflection off my torso. Just, cow. Just locking myself. It's a perfect example. It's Friday. It's a gorgeous, beautiful day today, and I'm, like, hunkered in the dark, just you programming are, beats. <laughs> but it's still dope, but that's what the world listens to. So yeah. they don't even know what you're going through. Because, yeah. like, you're, like, one of the dopest... Sickest producer, and I'm not just saying it, but for real, like dope and sickest producer. Like you send me shit, and I'll be like, "This, the talent that is in your body, yo." I'm like, <laughs> "Good lord, it. this motherfucker!" Like, I appreciate it, dude. Man, I I, if everybody had that talent, boy, I love it, dude. I'm, I, I enjoy doing music, and I, my love for comedy came from <clears throat> being real little. I had an uncle who would uh, show me all the old school SNL. Uh, tapes so like Eddie Murphy going Wookin' Penub, <laughs> all that shit. Right. And um, Robin Williams live at the Met. I saw that when I was like four years old and it just blew my mind. And then I spent the majority of my 20s living in a tour bus with a bunch of dudes. And <clears throat> when you're playing a concert every night, the last thing you want to do is climb in the bus and listen to music for 12 hours to your next thing. So we'd always come on the bus, we'd always put on comedy specials like Dave Chappelle and nice. Louis C.K. So all of our shit was um, just hunkered in comedy. And we were in a metal band, and we would get up on stage, and we w- we'd still be working it. Like, we, we weren't like, we're summoning the demons. <laughs> I'd get up there, and I'd just be gassing people. I'd be gassing people. So is it, like, is it really like that? So you think Michael Jackson hated to hear his songs, like, whenever he was out? No, I don't think it... What I meant by that is, when we got back in the bus, like, I wouldn't put on just listen to anybody's music. I had just spent... It didn't matter what music it was. Right. I had just spent five hours in a concert being heavily inundated with music. I needed a, a mental break from it. So we'd put on, like, either funny TV shows or stand-up. Right. And that's where that, uh, that's where that came from. What is your favorite uh, funny TV show growing up? Favorite sitcom? Yo, I had had this girl on my podcast, the first podcast I ever did, and she was young, like 23. She didn't know anything about like Silver Spoons, Cheers, Different Strokes, nothing. And I'm like... What in the man? What is you? You don't even have anything you're li- like watching yeah. now. There's nothing no. good. Yeah, nothing yeah. good. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, my whole thing was my whole thing was Full House. Full House was the oh, shit. Yeah, I love Full House. Those yeah. two little girls were like the. Oh, but now I, they look- I wanted them. I wanted their little <laughs> booties, and I was close enough in age that I could say that. So that's not, right, that's right. not a pedophile. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's not a pedophile. They're grown comment. now, yeah. but they look horrible now. Oh, yeah. They look like they just oh, die. God. Oh, yeah. They don't want to eat. They just no. like nothing. No. I can just tell. They're, 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 their diet consists of like newborn blood. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, their eyes are just... Right, right. You can tell what fucking time of, year, time of day it is by how many centimeters their eyes have sunken into the back of the fucking glowing skull of theirs. Very true. <laughs> 
Now, how I met you, uh, I, for everybody who don't know, I met you because uh, I was doing this stand-up show at the Comedy Store, and uh, you were on stage like for the first time. Yeah, I got and to go up. I was just in the back, and I was just amazed because my first time was not like your first time, yo. You was up there murdering, but you had came from like music and being on yeah, stage, yeah. which I found out later. Yeah. But I was just like, dude, this dude is. I, I, I turned to my boy Mike Q. I'm like, this is his first time. Like, yeah. I'm like, damn. I came up to you. I'm like, bro. Listen, I don't know what you want to do in this, but yo, you got a future yeah. in this if you uh, continue doing it. We went got on the road together. <laughs> well, hold on, yeah, it is a short story for your listeners. So, <laughs> so one, you you were the one who actually got me to do it more than one time and right. really opened my love and passion for it. Right. But my second time out. My first time is the comedy store. Right. Yeah, right? Right. White people fish in a barrel. Right. <laughs> White people fish in a barrel. Okay? You still were amazing, though. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, especially it's like, you know, it's that's my, my whole it's my whole take on life just from, comes from like a lower middle class like, oh, macaroni and cheese and silver spoons. This motherfucker, Ocean, second time, he gives me the address. I show up. We go into a bar in Inglewood with yeah. no stage. I have to get wanded to go in i have to get wanded to go in and right before i go up this tree trunk of a motherfucker comes up to me with a face tattoo and says hey manhattan beach is that way (laughs) (laughs) but it's great yo welcome to comedy son like yo one day you'll be at the comedy store. The next day you'll be in a bar with cholos and tattoos telling no, you just you're YouTube. too white to be here. Yeah, dude, it was and it was funny, man. I, I did a whole bit. I went right at him. I, I explained how I wouldn't want a black person's penis. The whole thing was like, I'm like, man, come on. I'm like, I know it's big and all, but when's the last time the bottom three inches of that were in anything? I'm like, when you're cold, you wouldn't want to put on half a sweater. I'm like, I, I, I envy Asians. They could get balls deep in a belly button. No fear, but, you had but, no, but fear. no fear on the front, dying on the inside. No, no, but on the front, on the front, it yeah. was straight. But that is so true. In my mind, I was just Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, matricing away from bullets. I was like, ah. <laughs> when do you? When's the last time have you got the last three inches? Your dick inside anything? Come on, man! I shudder to think how dry and cold your balls are. <laughs> Has made it a downfall to have a big ass dick. I want my dick. My dick is fine. My dick is fine. I don't, my, <laughs> my dick doesn't need an elbow. It doesn't. I'm good. <laughs> That's what I watch porno for for them overly sized dick motherfuckers. Yeah. But I told this story on my pod, one of my podcasts about uh, overly dick sized dudes. But listen, I, my, I'm fine with mine. Yeah, <laughs> I get fine with good. I'm good. I, oh, just a lot of eye contact. <laughs> A lot of eye contact. You're like, I swear it's in. Anyway. All right. So, uh, as you know, the name of this podcast is Funny Stories with Ocean. So, what we do is we tell each other a funny story. I always give the guests an opportunity to go first or second. Uh, What would you like to do? You want to go first or you want to go second? I can go first, man. All right. Cool. So, so... A lot of people don't know this, but I grew up in Brevard County, Florida. Okay. Right? And I moved out to Malibu, California when I was uh, 13 years old. Uh-huh. And needless to say, there was definitely like a culture shock 
from coming. <laughs> like in Brevard County, if you were at, you know, the Oaks Mall and you saw the guy from Bob's Big OK Tires who had a commercial, you thought you saw a celebrity. Like, right. look, he's people just like us. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe it. He's eating a falafel. I eat falafels. And that's the local guy. Yeah, that's the guy who's... At Big O Tires. That's the guy who comes on at like fucking two in the morning in Comedy Central and is like, do you have a patch tire? I got tires. You know? That's hilarious. So... So I knew I was in, I knew I was in a different, this is a couple little anecdotes that lead to the main story. So, but coming out here, I remember I was 14 years old and I snuck out of my house with my buddy Callum at night to meet these two girls at the beach and her dad was some big time fucking big shot and we're sitting there and we're at this like lit, lit place, um, up by Sycamore Beach and uh, we're, you know, trying to flirt. I'm trying to get my finger in something, you know, at that age. Right, right. I just get, in, if I can get a knuckle in anything, I'm going to go you home could. and get in a fist fight with my dick at the end of the night. <laughs> Call that a win. So, <laughs> shadow boxing my cock. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so we're sitting there, we're talking and this fucking helicopter cruises by us. Stops, busts a U-turn, cruises around, and starts hovering over us. And she gets up. She goes, oh, fuck, it's my dad. I got to go. What? <laughs> what? I was like, what? She's like, and she gets up, and she's looking at the helicopter, mouthing the words, like, I'm so sorry, and then starts running the beach. And the helicopter just trails her the whole way home. That's fucking money. That like, is money. honey, Jody's not in her room. Through the helicopter. I was like, where the fuck am I? Right. So, growing up, <laughs> so growing up, uh, uh, my two of my best friends, their um, mother and stepfather, were very big in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Very, very big in the music industry, and um, and they had this insanely beautiful, massive house that their their fucking house had a tram that could take you to different parts of it. Right. It's fucking amazing. So, um. So, uh, and you know how growing up there were these people who were like, <clears throat> you know, if you guys are going to drink or do the weed, you do it here under our roof where it's safe, goddammit. We'll go out, we'll get you a 40 ounce if that's what you're into, but at least you'll be in our cocoon of safety, right? Do you, you know? Do you a, know? Yeah, you're going to be a total drug addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the cocoon in the of cocoon safety. Of it, yeah, they were not those people. <laughs> Oh, 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 they were not. If you got caught drinking alcohol or smoking weed, you were excommunicated for life. Life. Well, just because, I mean, look, for I mean, I can understand it now. It's like, dude, such a liability for them, you know, right. fucking having some kid, God forbid, some kid got over their house, got drunk. Anyway, but um, needless to say, that did not stop us at home. <laughs> right. And then my buddy had a six foot bong in his fucking, his closet, which was bigger than my bedroom. Um... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so one, and we were super into raving at the time. Still am. Anyway, uh, so we fucking, in all these ridiculous clothes, and we just took the hugest bong hit like I've ever taken in my life. I mean, I, it, was, it was ugly. Like, I literally looked just wrecked. Like, a, I looked like a fucking Asian, right? right you know, just right. squinted eyes, just completely wrecked. And um, we're getting ready to leave the house, and the intercom comes on. And it's his mom saying, hey, boys, uh, we need you to come down to the studio right away. Have a surprise for you. 
And we we were like, we're way too fucked up for that. You were fucked up. So, so just fucking just barbecued. So... <laughs> So we mess we intercommed her back and we're like, uh, hey, no, we can't come down right now. We're, we're running late. And she did something so out of character, which she goes, no, get down here now. Which, like, that never happens. Right. So we were like, what the fuck? So we're like panicking. We're looking around for Visine. Nothing, right? So we're like, holy shit. All right. So we just hop in the golf cart because we had to drive down in a golf cart. <laughs> right. The life. <laughs> just- <laughs> so I opened the door. And standing there in the studio, hat, twirly cue, twirly hair cue, mirrored sunglasses, holding a baby, is Michael fucking Jackson. Are you serious? Michael Jackson. (laughs) Michael fucking Jackson. Now, everything I am about to say from this point on is going to sound like a fucking lie. But I swear to God, it's true. So... All of a sudden, I'm having a panic attack. Right, because right? you high as fuck. Yeah, I'm, la- I'm losing bacon strips in my shorts, just, just <laughs> painting them up. I'm just shitting myself. Wait, do you rip? Do, are, you, are, you, are you so fucked up that you think you see Michael Jackson? You know it's him. I, I just, no, it's definitely. Oh, let me explain. No, so. no, I know, I, know, I know it was him, but, but I'm saying when you first opened oh, up oh, the door. No, no, it was because here's the thing they had pictures of him around the house because right. I know they've worked with him before uh-huh. and. He's, he's met my buddy before um, when he was little. So, but so I walk in, I'm like, oh my dear God. And <laughs> dude, I shit you not, he was in between nose jobs and he just had a bandage over the hole in his face where his nose should have been. Are you serious? And he's breathing like an effeminate Darth Vader, like, Sisu, Sisu, Sisu. And I'm like, fuck this. And normally I'm very, you know, you know me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no. I got to stop you real quick. He doesn't have a nose. No, it's just a bandage. Or if he does have a nose, it's this. It, there's no, there's no bump in his face. It's just, you could tell he's in between surgeries. He just has gauze over his, the fucking hole in his face. And um, <laughs> so I'm just losing my mind. And I noticed uh, the parents are starting to pick up on the fact that something's off with me because normally I just do nothing but run my mouth. Right. Constantly. Right. And um, I'm, fu- I'm freaking the fuck out. So they start all catching up and there's this big couch along the wall where all the gold records and stuff are. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go sit. On- and, and, and mind you, this is before the time of smartphones. Right. Like, during the day of smartphones, I could have just flipped over, oh, I'm sending out emails, or I'm doing something. You, none of that. You it have just, nothing. You just, just stare at the wall and just pretend and just pray for it to be over. Because so, you high as fuck. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'm, like, nauseous. At this point, I'm sweating and I'm nauseous, dude. And uh, so I go sit on the end of the couch and I shit, you know, five minutes later, and this motherfucker, Michael Jackson, comes, and he sits right next to me. And I, not in a sexual way, because I was way too old for him at that point in time. But, um, and he's like, looks at me, and I'm like, all right, he's going to say something. He's going to talk. Just speak. You're a professional drug addict. Just fucking talk. It's not going to be hard. He's going to talk and respond. So... I uh, I shit you not, man. He opened his mouth and he goes, you know, I can't use my boy's name. He goes, you know, you and so-and-so, you and so-and-so need to come up to Never Never Ranch sometime. I've got spitting cobras and we can ride zebras to the pool. I've got spitting cobras and we can ride zebras to the pool. 
I love what it like literally <laughs> shut my brain down. I like it fucking crashed like a hard drive just crashed. I, and I just said I like literally let out like a forty second long like. <laughs> and then the only thing I get in my mouth is I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and climbed out the window and just left. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just what? I couldn't do it, dude. I was. You never went. <laughs> I never went back in, dude. Michael Jackson offered you to come to the house to see spinning cobras and ride zebras to the pool. So, because that was what fucked me up. Because now I have this fucking mental image of cascading down a lawn on zebra back next to the king of pop. It was fucked up. Right. So this is. So then this is good. This is, is coming to the end. So. So that was fucked up. We got a, he, I met, I met my boy back up at the pad. We went out that night and then <clears throat> the next week, um, we ate a bunch of mushrooms at the end of six period and we were going to go, uh, we were going to go, I was, went home to get my clothes. I was going to meet him at his house. Um, and we we're going to go hike to the waterfalls and trip balls. So eat mushrooms. Normally it takes about 45 minutes, an hour to kick in. So I'm coming back up to his house. It's about 30 minutes and I'm already starting to like lose my shit. Right. right. So I want, so in coming into his house, there was this massive like Viking dining hall with like 50 foot vaulted ceilings. That was always empty. I've been going there for years. There was never a soul in that thing. When I opened the walk in the door this day, I opened the door and now there is like 70 people seated around this huge banquet table. And the mom sees me and, you know, she's so rad. The parents were so rad. And she's like, Adam, oh, my God, come on in. So now I'm fucking <laughs> tripping my face off. Mind you, I've dyed my hair green now. So I have green hair and a shirt that says white trash. <laughs> and I'm sitting down. And I'm just all mushrooms. all mushrooms, losing my shit. And she pits, points to the person next to me. She's like, Adam, I'd like you to meet Nancy Reagan. <laughs> so now the woman who invented just say no to drugs. So now I'm, and this is when Ron's still alive. So now I'm sitting down and she is just telling horribly depressing. Yeah, like, yeah, I come home and Ron's just shouting at the walls. And I'm like, oh my God. And then they're serving me teriyaki, teriyaki chicken wings. And every time they put one in front of me, it's going, gobble, gobble. I'm like, what the fuck? I wanted to ask Nancy if I could borrow a diaper because I knew she was wearing one she at the time. Wearing- and then all of a sudden, I hear my boy giggling, like bouncing off the walls, like Peter Griffin, like, <laughs> and I look and he sees me sitting at the table and I'm like mouthing, I'm like, dude, save me. And he just looked at me and he's like, no. So after that time, I literally went down after the Michael Jackson and the Nancy Reagan. I just went, went down. I was bro, I'm like, I can't come to your house anymore. I can't come to your house no more. Well, there's two things I could do. I could stop doing drugs and then just be normal and meet these people like a human being, which wasn't an option. Which was <laughs> which not, not an option. option, right? Oh, my God. How did Michael look, though? Was he the, I'll say this. He was, was he the white Mike? Or was he, he, no, he was super white. Uh, super white. And he was literally... Um, Outside of the few weird things he said, he was the nicest, sweetest dude ever. He made you feel like you were famous. You know what I mean? Like there was not a, a fucking ego or arrogant vibe in the guy's body at all. He was the most humble, kind dude, you know, but he was obviously, you know, uh, an eccentric motherfucker. <clears throat> but um, 
I just remember re- thinking about that too. Like, man, that guy, like, cause I did say a couple things to him initially and I was watching how he was interacting with everybody. He was one that I just blew me away. I'm like, this dude is probably the most famous dude on the planet. One of the most famous musicians ever to live or that will ever live. And he was nothing but just humble, kind, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. And then you get somebody like, you could probably run in the tretch from Naughty by Nature today. <laughs> today. And he's going to be like, get the fuck out of my way. Where's my fucking Fiji water? You know what I mean? It's like, easy, bro. We're a far cry from the OPP days. You know, you're like, you're like, I'll tell you where my Fiji water is, Tretch. You're putting it in my bag because you're bagging my groceries. We're at Ralph's and you're working. <laughs> what about Fiji water? Actually, that's mine, and I'll use paper, not plastic, please. He could tour, right? Probably. They could tour. Still, I who go. wants to see? I would would go. you go see Tretch from Naughty by Nature? Yeah, man. I mean, I would. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. He would have to be on a bill with like... I mean, I'll say this. It, it would have to be old school rappers. It's not even so much about them as a thing. It's about the fact that I'm just like... Just to get me out of my house now. It's just pretty intense. You know, it's funny. And that's just one of the things growing up in LA. It's like, you could literally be like... Bob Marley is coming back from the dead one night only for a show. And people will be like, well, if I don't have the IP backstage passes, I just don't think I can do it. I mean, I'm really catching up on a show on Netflix. And, you know? Absolutely. Meanwhile, Absolutely. meanwhile, if you go to like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you could be like fucking winger from the 80s is coming back. And people like, light their clothes on fire and sprint there. That's the thing. That's what I've noticed. Like... Uh, doing stand-up. Like, I was talking to somebody and I was like, yo, they were saying, listen, this is it. Like, oh, oh, this is why because it was like the first show we did in Houston, me and Dion, right? Yeah. And it was like a group of like 20 white people, right? Yeah. And uh, I go first. I, I go on, do 40 minutes up top. There's yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. before me. Yeah. Right? I go up, do the 40 minutes, and I'm like, now you guys ready for your headline? And I bring out Dion. I'm standing by the bathroom. They come to me and they go, yo, like the group of them were coming out like, yo, we thought you were the headliner. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I was the first guy on there. Yeah, yeah, you were just so funny. We thought you were the headliner. I'm like, so you don't know who you came to see? Like, obviously, I'm yeah, not yeah. Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here to see Dion. They're like, no, 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 no. We, we just, just came out. Just came out. I'm like, that would never happen in L.A. You're not just coming out. That's beautiful, though. I mean, that's like that, you know, going, taking it back to recovery, man. It's like you get desensitized and you get ungrateful about things, you know, when you have so much of it all the time. And that's what's beautiful about smaller towns and simpler forms of life is like they just they appreciate shit. You know what I mean? When you come through a secondary market, whether it was music or different stuff i mean they're really there and they're they're enthusiastic about being there and it's it's a great fucking fish in a barrel (laughs) (laughs) fish in a cracker barrel fish in a cracker barrel all right so here's my story now i had another story this is why i'm always excited when my guests go first because then i can remember a story that's sort of related to your story all right, so I lived in, I moved, ah, I would come back and forth from New Orleans to L.A., right? And I remember, uh, so I, I moved into this nice neighborhood in Culver City. 
<clears throat> and I uh, I stayed with this girl named Hannah. She had a kid. My mom had, you know, kicked me out. So I stayed with Hannah in the back house, right? Yeah. And so Hannah's son was getting, too, like, too old because it was only a two-bedroom back house. And Sa- Hannah's son was getting too old. So Hannah was like, yo, and I wasn't fucking Hannah. So Hannah was like, yo, I'm moving. You you can have the back house. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, I had my best friend. I told him to come in, uh, whatever, come in and uh, move in with me. <laughs> cool. So... <laughs> Down the street, now we're in a nice ass neighborhood. Down the street is this rapper named Dougie. Now he lives like four houses away, right? He had this one sort of not even really a hit song, but sort yeah. of an okay yeah. song. He did well, and everybody knew who Dougie was. Now Dougie was like this sort of, and, and Dougie's a good dude, so I'm, when I say this, I don't want to make it sound like anything, but he was like this washed up rapper that was yeah. just like, you know, he was trash, like, like you said, like fucking working at the, but he was, he was dope as fuck, everybody knew him, he was handsome, he had bitches, he was able to talk, he, he could, whatever, whatever, right? So, uh, I remember this shit like yesterday, so, I'm in the, we're in the house, and I'm, I'm, I'm standing outside and Dougie walks, he's walking down the street. Cause we was like, I said, we was in a beautiful ass neighborhood in Culver City, right? Dougie's walking down the street to his house. He's like, yo, what up? I'm like, what's good? He's like, yeah, yeah, Tyson fight is tonight, right? I'm like, yeah, man, Tyson is, is fighting. Come to, we gonna have it at the house. Yeah. You might as well just come on over yeah. and watch it. He's like, word, word, come. I'm like, yeah, man, come on, man. Come in the back whenever you ready. We, we know we watching whatever time. He's like, all right, cool. We're in the house. Chilling, the, the the Tyson fight starts. So as you know, it's the the undercards. Yeah. Now yeah, me yeah. and my boy, we don't really give a fuck about the fight. We just have it on. We want to watch Tyson, but Tyson fights is over quick. So we like oh, yeah. this. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start getting dressed, right? <laughs> yeah. And as soon as this shit is over, we gonna leave. <laughs> right? This is, as soon as we're gonna go out, as soon as the shit is over, we're out. We done, we out, we going to party. Go get some bitches, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like cool. So the undercar start fights is happening. Dougie ain't coming. I'm like, yo man, Dougie ain't coming, man. Like, I don't even really give a fuck about this fight. I know Mike Tyson gonna knock him out. So let's just, you know, real we start getting dressed. I had a curly top at the time, which I would never rock again, but I had a curly top. I'm putting in jail in my hair. I'm in the bathroom, right? <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, curly, <laughs> like curling my hair up and shit. And then all of a sudden, he had a knock on the door. So I tell my boy Kimani, I'm like, yo, that's Dougie. Just let Dougie in. He like, cool. He opened up the door, lets him in, walks into the bathroom. No lie, walks into the bathroom. He goes, straight face, he goes, yo. Why is Kobe Bryant on your couch? What? I go. That's what I said. I said what? He's like, why is Kobe Bryant sitting on the couch? And I'm like, no fucking way. He's like, I'm I'm dead serious. So I go, <laughs> I go. All right, my heart sinks. I'm a mother, <laughs> I'm a motherfucking Laker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is Kobe, maybe third year in the league. Yeah. Our second or third year in the league. He was playing so good, I'd let him rape me at that point. <laughs> right, right. This is before the rape. Yeah, yeah. This is before the rape. So, he, it's Afro Kobe. 
Afro Kobe. This motherfucker got full Afro. Kobe, like, I think he, like, second year. I want to say second or third so year. He's so young. He, he's so young, but he a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He a star. So I walk, I go. My heart drop. I'm like, motherfucking Kobe. Like, yeah, dog. I'm like, all right. I'm like, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just... I'm, I'm plotting in my own house. I'm like, <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. It's a back house, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna walk from the, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk from the kit from the my uh, bathroom to the kitchen. You walk out of the bathroom, living room. There's a big TV, living room, going to the kitchen. I walk out and I just pan and I see Kobe motherfucking oh Bryant sitting on my goddamn couch. I go into the kitchen. I'm like, punch him. Like, what the fuck? What? Wait, 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 wait. So I'm like, yo, oh, you got to compose yourself. Yo, it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got, you know what I'm saying? Be just, like, you know what I mean? Whatever. So I just walk, I walk out. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, what up, man? How you doing? <laughs> just trying to be cool as shit, right? <laughs> I mean, he's like, he like, he's like, yo, what up, bro? I'm like, good. I'm like, oh, she like, I'm, I go, oh, shit, man. He goes, Kobe. I'm like, Motherfucker, I yeah, know yeah, who yeah. you are. Yeah. But the yeah, thing is, I think he, you, yeah. no, I said it. I go, yo. I, I, but he's like, he starts laughing. He's like, I said, it's crazy how you have to introduce yourself. Yeah. Even though I know who the fuck you are. <laughs> how gangster would it be if he shook your hand and just said, you know. You know. Man. You know. <laughs> I was like, I respect that even more. Like, like, just makes eye contact. Is like, you know. Right. Like, I just go, hey, I'm ocean. He goes. I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> right, right, so we watched the fight, this dude is the coolest yeah. dude ever, yo, no way. he talking about, he talking about fighting, this is Kobe, but it's, it's not really Kobe yet, it's he's Kobe. like 19, but he's, he's like 19, be. like, yeah, he's he's like 19 or 20, like yeah. super young, right, so, uh, my boy is a producer, so in his room just like we are right now he yeah. has a full studio set now kobe was trying to be a rapper oh, at no the way. time yeah. at the time right so my boy <laughs> like so dougie knew my boy was producing so dougie was like so dougie was like yo yo won't you show yo show kimani that you can rap whatever you know we can come and do some beats and shit and and uh you guys can come in and rap in the in here and everything i'm like Kobe like, cool. So we go outside. Kobe, six, 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 seven. Right? <laughs> My boy is like, <laughs> with fucking high heels on, he would have made six, I mean, five, six. Yeah, right? And so he little as fuck. Kobe tall as fuck, right? So Kobe starts to rap. Now, he's not just regular rapping. He's battle rapping, my boy, that doesn't know how to rap whatsoever. He's just standing over my boy that's like five, six, and he just giving him subliminal swords of the swing his kind and the weapon is he just rapping on him like some of them motherfuckers fucking inside and I and I'll cut you in your heart out of my boy is like he's bending down because Kobe's really on him like yeah motherfucker I like giving you the worst rap lines in the history oh of rap. Oh I mean it was oh my. I, 
I'm West Coast South dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. fucking with Hot Boys and NWA. He Philly. Yeah, yeah. And it's the worst shit <laughs> ever. Subliminal swords. Subliminal cut the swords and mind to take, take you out. He's just doing some and my boy. And so <laughs> after Kobe finishes this rap, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy just looks at him and goes, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just change the subject. No, he just like, yeah, that's dope. So, all right, y'all. So, uh, we about to get out of here. <laughs> He's like, well, that was good. Good for you. Good for you. On a completely unrelated topic, we're leaving. We're leaving. Yo, it was cool, man. I'm going to slowly walk backwards for a different reason. That has nothing to do with you. Appreciate you coming to the house, Kobe. But we going. We go. Oh and you could just see his boy Dougie was just looking at him like just garbage ass uh, shit. It was the but it was Kobe Bryant, so yeah, it's not yeah, that. So he, he doesn't he doesn't need to be good at rap. No, no, but no. he came out with like rap songs and a rap album. Oh, did he? Yes, actually came out with rap songs, a rap album, and then actually. I actually seen him like later in a week or something. Like it was just so coincidental. He was at this party. He remembered exactly who I was. Like, cause yeah. he hung out at the house for like yeah. two hours. Yeah, man, that's. But I, dude, I look. That's a. That, I would trip out. No, I was. I would trip out. I was. I was in. Cause I'm a basketball guy. Yeah, so man. it's like if fucking Magic could just come sit in. Like like you said, Michael Jordan. I mean, uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is fucking. In between those jobs at yeah. that fucking yeah. house, you have no idea what the fuck is saying. going. Yeah, what is going down? But man, dude, Kobe, I, I wouldn't give anything to be on a fly on the wall watching Kobe rap. I just basketball. Yo, overalls. No, listen, it was the worst rap in the history of rap. Subliminal minds and swords take you out in the sun and the kitchen with the stars. You know what? Put you through your throat. Yeah, because here's the thing: like Nas is Nas, bro. Like Nas you know what? You know pe- people who like can pull off that super introspective, deep ass shit that right. blows your mind. I mean, that's fucking. That's a thing, dude. Right. And like the the it's the the margin for error with bitches, hoes, and weed is very big. You can miss. I mean, you you. It's really hard to miss when you're right. like, I got money and bitches and drugs and Xanax. <laughs> All right, but if you, yeah, if you try to pull out some like fucking like you know history of the human race shit, it was the worst. It's gonna, you know, he's throwing out just false facts. Like, alligators have been around for four billion years. <laughs> Crocodile tears. My people. You're like, what? You're like, you're like, what? No, no, no. It was just so funny because my logic boy doesn't was track. like, yo, my boy, you could call him right right now. My boy was like. All right, well, yeah. shit, we're gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for battle rapping me. Oh my god. <laughs> but yo, this has been amazing. This has been fun, bro. Yeah, dude, so much, so much fun. So much fun. I love it, man. This has uh, been another exciting episode of Funny Stories with Ocean. Woo! On, man. You got to get me back up on stage, man. I, I own white people though. Only white people. <laughs> Not only white people. We could pepper in some blacks. <laughs> You can pepper him in there. Yo, you killed this shit. You know what's so funny that I say this too? Because you know me, bro. It's like we we love racially charged humor. You know what I mean? But it's funny what I notice. Like when you're up on stage, right? Like you can. Granted, it won't always go over well, but you can tell a rape joke 
And people don't assume you're a rapist. You tell some, you tell some like racially charged shit, and people are like, "Oh, he's definitely got a cross in his garage." What? I no. I just told a rape joke. I'm not gonna fucking leave the stage and rape on my way out the same way. I'm not gonna fucking. I love everybody. But it's like you can joke about rape and you're not a rapist. If you tell me about some racist shit, oh, he's definitely a racist. A definite racist. Right, like I was in New York and I did like this joke about Trump and he, the guy didn't even let me finish my joke. He starts, well, what about Obama? And I'm like, yo, oh, motherfucker, yeah. like, yo, you, 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 not, you, don't even, you didn't even let me go, let me take my joke to where it was going to go. You don't even know what I'm going to say about Obama. Yeah. But you just automatically, well, what yeah. about Obama and what he did in North Korea? And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with... I'm not going to debate you right now. <laughs> Bro, I don't have a fucking PowerPoint behind me. This isn't a TED Talk, motherfucker. Last time I checked, these are jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Tosh has the best line. He's like, if no, if you said this, I hate you to my core. There is nothing funny about blank. He's like, yes, there is. There's something funny about rape or this. If you write a good joke, I'm going to laugh. He's like, if you write a funny joke about a priest diddling a boy, I'm going to laugh because I'm not Catholic or 10. I don't give a fuck. I can, I can separate between reality and jokes. <laughs> You know? Exactly, exactly. Oh, oh, buddy. All right, so you can listen to me every Monday at 9 a.m. Dropping on the West Coast. Uh, Please like and subscribe uh, on Anchor to my channel. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Take care.